In this week's SME feature, we speak to the MD of Educational Program Launchpad, Liesel Algeo. Liesel, tell us about Launchpad. What do you do? So we're essentially trying to create a transformative education experience at a preschool level. What a lot of people don't realize is that 90% of your child's brain development happens before the age of five. And so this literally sets the foundation for absolutely all the learning that comes afterwards. And so what we're saying is we want to firstly create a global standard of school readiness education, um, but we're also trying to make that affordable and accessible. So there are four big elements to our program, multilingual learning. So children learn Zulu English or Mandarin in English. We then use Montessori pedagogy. And then we're trying to bring in, bring in some of the future skills that children will need. So design thinking and character development are two of the elements of our program. Mm. Now, what informed the decision to start this type of business? Okay. Largely my children, as, as um, generally happens, there's something that happens in your life and there's a need. And I had a two-year-old son um, and I knew that I wanted him to learn a second language. I wanted him to learn both Mandarin um, because of the future um, of China and, and its, its impact on Africa and the world. But then I also wanted him to have a local language because he's a South African child. Um, and what I realized through research is that the best age for a child to learn a language is before the age of six. Unfortunately, not many people are offering anything for before the age of six. And so that's how the school started. How have you been received in the market that is quite competitive in South Africa? Yeah, so certainly the multilingual aspect of it stands out quite a bit. Um, As I said, there's not many people playing in the space. Uh, So that is both across, well, across the board from both our um, high-end school in Parkview and our more accessible or affordable version of a school in Randburg, um, the language is big attraction. Um, and then people are increasingly starting to understand the importance of doing proper education at this age instead of play school or um, some of the alternatives that exist. Mm. What kind of challenges have you faced in this journey so far? So I would say they are... Uh, They are the typical entrepreneurial challenges, but then there are also education-specific challenges. Um, Finding teachers in the preschool space is not an easy thing to do. Um, You'd be alarmed that uh, the Economist Intelligence Unit did a study about two years ago and discovered that only 12% of the ECD teachers, early childhood development teachers in South Africa, are actually trained to be preschool teachers. So not a lot of training in that space. And so to that end, we've developed our own teacher training program um, where we take, um, we're trying to take undergrads and we put them through a one-year Montessori qualification. Um, the other thing is also just educating the market about the fact that preschool is so important. The, the tendency is still to think that it's childcare. Um, so those are the typical educational challenges, the entrepreneurial challenges. I could go on forever. <laughs> Having spoken of uh, that side of the challenge mm. of the business being the entrepreneurial side, some of the highlights in this journey, what are some of the gems that you can think of that you can yeah. share with us? So certainly from from a business perspective, working with children is just phenomenal. There's um, 
and I think what's great about my space is that I get to work on the strategic and the business side, but I still get to spend time with children. And I've literally seen children transformed. We've had a little um, Malawian girl who came in speaking absolutely no English, and a year later she's speaking English and Zulu fluently, and she speaks quite a bit of Mandarin as well. Um, I've seen, I think, the the multicultural aspect of what we're doing. Um, we, we have um, children who are investment bankers children playing alongside the gardener um, in the streets children so to so to sort of for me this picture of bringing little mini South Africa into into a school and getting children to experience the realities of our country with each other that's been pretty cool um, I've also um, in my entrepreneurial journey I've be, become part of something called the Harambe Entrepreneur Alliance which has just been amazing it's a group of African entrepreneurs who meet in Boston um, um, and I did that earlier this year. And so I've been exposed to entrepreneurs from across the African continent, as well as to people, um, including um, people in the Obama administration, senior executives from Europe. Um, I actually go to the Vatican um, later this week, um, just who have a heart for Africa. And so being able to sort of tie up what I'm doing in South Africa and realize there's this broader African picture and we can support each other. Mm. That's been pretty Powerful. Now, having said that, what do you make of the current SME or entrepreneurial space in South Africa? So I think it's still it's still a tough space to play in. Um, and certainly the current and, and the current socio and political climate isn't isn't making things easier um, in terms of sort of moving from a typical startup to a business raising capital that's not as straightforward as you would think it is um, you have to do quite a bit of digging to understand what the climate looks like um, and we don't we've we've got a very nascent venture capital or angel investment space for startups mm-hmm. um, so you need it's it's a bit of a who knows who type of situation as opposed to sort of going and figuring it out as as any startup um, and then certainly in my space, I struggle with the legislation. The legislation and regulatory red tape, as an entrepreneur, I spend far too much time on that instead of just thinking about growing the business and employing more people. Mm. Now, you mentioned that uh, the red tape is somewhat of an impediment. Mm-hmm. What keeps you going? Well, certainly from from a perspective of what we're doing and being able to see children's lives turn around that I mean that that on its own it it speaks for itself I guess I think the second thing that keeps me going is that we've so at the moment I have 12 women employees Um, for the first time this year three of the female employees bought their own vehicles for the first time and what what we do with our teachers is sort of very different from what happens with other teachers. They um, train on a weekly basis. So everything that we teach our children, we're, we're constantly updating them on. And to have seen the journey of the teachers through our things like character education, teaching them how to teach children things like grit and self-control, to see their own journey and their own manifestation of understanding themselves better um, has been amazing. And to see the empowerment of women. Um, so I would say those two are very big, big factors. But then, to be honest, I'm also just an A-type personality and I like to um, <laughs> know that I'm succeeding at something. It sounds wonderful. Yeah. 
Um, now let's talk about uh, the brand Montessori being linked with a brand that's already established. How important was that for Launchpad? So interestingly enough, the Montessori hasn't didn't initially stand out. I think the multilingualism stood out more more so than anything. Montessori has a brand. Um, I would say though what people fail to understand about Montessori is that it's a pedagogy, so it's a way of education. Your teachers have to be trained as Montessori teachers and your equipment needs to be very specific. Um, and I think that Montessori certainly in the not just in this country, in the States, we have spent quite a bit of time looking at their education as well, is seen as the elite man's, like the the wealthy man's education. And for me, the shift now is in us understanding that it can be accessible to to people from all income streams. Um, Montessori, as it originally came about, was developed by a female doctor in Rome in the late 1800s, and she developed it in the in the slums of Rome. Mm. So I'd like to see it get back to being accessible to to children who can't afford it. Yeah, that's amazing. Lastly, where to for Launchpad? What can we look forward to? Right. So we currently have two schools. Um, we are launching another two schools next year. And the aim is to sort of paint South Africa up as much as possible with affordable and accessible Montessori multilingual preschools. Um, And ultimately, hopefully, we'll move into a lot more teacher and development, um, teacher development and training, hopefully not just internally, but externally as well. And as always, we're bringing in new ideas and fresh thinking from um, universities like Stanford and Carnegie Mellon and just trying to keep the preschool um, space as as globally aligned as possible. That was Liesel Algier, the MD of Educational Program Launchpad in this week's SME feature.